0: Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Labouring in Employment, a monthly podcast series on Asia employment law issues. I'm Vinci.
1: And I'm Clarence. We are part of the Simmons & Simmons employment team.
0: Clarence, I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about a recent case in Hong Kong, which involved an appeal from the Labour Tribunal to the Court of First Instance. This case looked at the implied duty of mutual trust and confidence and whether it applies in the context of the termination of an employment relationship.
1: Thanks, Vinci. Yes, although the positions in Hong Kong and Singapore are broadly similar, there are some nuanced and significant differences, so it would be useful for us to discuss.
0: To start, perhaps I can briefly outline the legal framework which applies to termination in Hong Kong. Under Hong Kong law, save for a limited number of situations, and assuming the dismissal is not for discriminatory reasons, an employer generally has the right to terminate an employment contract at any time for any reason. In other words, without cause, by giving notice or by making a payment in lieu of notice. In addition, in the case of serious misconduct, the employer may be entitled to terminate an employment contract, without notice or payment in lieu. The threshold to to justify a summary dismissal is very high. And in any event, summary dismissal is not the focus of our discussion today.
1: I understand that in Hong Kong, as in Singapore, it is well established that there exists in all employment relationships an implied duty of mutual trust and confidence which subsists between an employer and an employee an employer may not, without reasonable or proper cause, conduct itself in a manner that is either calculated or likely to destroy or seriously damage the relationship of confidence and trust between the employer and employee.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Now, if determination of employment by the employer is in accordance with the terms of the employment contract, then how if at all, does the implied duty of mutual trust and confidence come into play?
0: That's an interesting question. Until a few years ago, it was generally believed, at least by the employment law community in Hong Kong, that in accordance with the long-standing line of English cases, the mutual duty of trust and confidence only applied while the employment relationship was ongoing and did not extend to the manner of a dismissal. That belief was called into question a few years ago in the case of Tajuddin and Bank of America, in which the Court of Appeals suggested that the right to dismiss on notice or by payment in lieu must be exercised in good faith, rationally and for proper purpose and not arbitrarily or capriciously or in bad faith.
1: I can see how needing to demonstrate that a dismissal is in good faith and for a proper purpose is quite different from being able to dismiss at any time for any reason.
0: Yes, the comments made by the Court of Appeal in that case certainly generated quite a lot of discussion and debate, at least amongst employment lawyers in Hong Kong. It was therefore very interesting to see that this was one of the issues in question in the recent case of Lam and Equal Opportunities Commission. To outline the facts briefly, the employee worked at the EOC for over 20 years. The EOC terminated her employment by making a payment in lieu of notice. The letter of termination stated that the reason for termination was because the employee's recent attitude and behavior did not closely match with the requirements of her senior position. The employee filed a claim in the labor tribunal. She claimed that she had been dismissed for raising complaints about her supervisor and that her employer had terminated her employment in bad faith which she said amounted to a breach of its implied obligation of mutual trust and confidence. The tribunal found in favour of the employee and said that the employer, had, the employer had breached the duty because the dismissal reason was not true and valid and that the employer had created a pretext for dismissal. The tribunal awarded her substantial damages. On appeal, however, the court looked at both the English case law authorities on the implied duty of mutual trust and confidence, and the decision by the Court of Appeal in the Bank of America case. The court found that the decision in the Bank of America case was not and authority for the proposition that the right to terminate without cause was qualified by an implied duty to exercise such right in good faith. The court observed that the decision in the Bank of America case was narrow and specific based on the particular facts and circumstances of that case. The judge acknowledged that the imply to imply a duty of good faith in the termination of employment have far-reaching effects on the law of employment and that this was a matter for the legislature rather than the courts. The court then reiterated what had previously been understood, namely that the duty of mutual trust and confidence is about maintaining the relationship between the employer and the employee, and therefore inappropriate to be applied in the context of termination. The court went on to say that there is no requirement for an employer to give a reason for terminating employment and that the right to terminate employment can be exercised unreasonably or capriciously so long as the right is exercised in accordance with the contract
1: so just to summarize it seems that the decision in lam had provided helpful confirmation for employers in hong kong that Provided one of the limited statutory prohibitions on dismissal does not apply and the dismissal is not discriminatory, an employee cannot, generally speaking, challenge a dismissal which is effected by the employer by giving notice or by making a payment in lieu of notice.
0: Yes, that's right. This decision has confirmed that the Hong Kong court is not concerned with the rightness or wrongness of a dismissal. And indeed, the right to terminate employment can even be exercised unreasonably or capriciously so long as it is exercised in accordance with the contract. So how does the position in Singapore compare?
1: The position in Singapore has changed over the years. The starting point for any discussion is, of course, that seminal House of Lords decision in Malik and Bank of Credit and Commerce International SA where Lord Stein espoused the principle that there is a term implied in law that an employer shall not, without reasonable and proper cause, conduct itself in a manner calculated and likely to destroy or seriously damage the relationship of confidence and trust between the parties. This principle was approved and extended by the Singapore High Court when it held that an aggrieved employee could, in principle, claim damages from a former employer if it can be shown that the employer had wrongfully dismissed the employee in a manner that was either dishonest or illegitimate, which amounted to a breach of the implied term of trust and confidence. Now, in a subsequent Singapore High Court decision, it was then clarified that while the implied term of mutual trust and confidence was implied into every contract of employment as a matter of law and therefore operated as the default rule, this rule was by no means immutable. Being in the nature of an implied term, it could be modified or overruled by an express term of the contract. Accordingly, to the extent that the employment contract provided an express right for the parties to terminate the employment by notice or the payment of salary in lieu thereof, such an implied term would take precedence.
0: Hold on. In other words, so long as the employer gave contractual notice, or paid salary in lieu of notice, it could terminate the employment contract at any time. That sounds very similar to the position in Hong Kong.
1: Well, insofar as the reported judgment of the Singapore courts are concerned, you would be right. but. As you know, our Employment Act was amended quite recently in 2019. These cases I mentioned predate those amendments. Under the amended legislation, a relevant employee who considers that he was dismissed without just cause or excuse could bring a claim under the Employment Claims Act 2016 for either compensation or reinstatement to his former employment. For the purpose of that section, a relevant employee includes one who was dismissed with notice or the payment of salary in lieu of notice, i.e. pursuant to an express right under the contract. What this means is that an employer who exercises its contractual right to terminate by giving notice or by paying salary may still face a wrongful dismissal claim if the employee can show that such termination was without just cause or excuse.
0: And what exactly does a termination without just cause or excuse involve?
1: Here's where it gets a little bit iffy, as we need to look outside of the legislation. The Tripartite Guidelines on Wrongful Dismissal provides illustrations on what a dismissal without just or sufficient cause looks like. In the case of misconduct or poor performance, it involves the failure to carry out a due inquiry beforehand since the employer bears the burden of proving the ground of dismissal. The dismissal is considered wrongful if the employer is unable to do so.
0: But how about in the case where the contractual right is invoked?
1: That's a great question, Vincy. The tripartite guidelines acknowledge that as both employers and employees have a right to terminate the employment contractually. A termination with notice or the payment of salary is presumed not to be wrongful. However, the tripartite guidelines go on to say that if the employee is able to point to any fact, incident or situation, which could suggest that the employer's intention was anything other than a termination in accordance with the contract, For example, it was either discriminatory or intended to deprive the employee of a benefit in in retaliation against the employee or where a false or misleading reason was given. That presumption would be overridden and the employee would have a basis to claim for wrongful dismissal. For this reason, while an employer continues to have the contractual right to terminate the employment at any time by giving notice or by paying salary, the motives and intentions underpinning that exercise of such a right are of equal importance. An employer in Singapore, therefore, does not enjoy the same unfettered right that an employer in Hong Kong does.
0: Thanks, Clarence. There is a lot more we could discuss and analyze regarding these issues, but we are unfortunately out of time. This has been a very interesting discussion.
1: Yes, indeed and we hope that you had found it useful. If any of you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to either of us. Until then, please stay tuned to our next episode. Thank you.